Hello everyone, I need to be forthcoming about the types of theft that I was exposed to in childhood, and this will be brief. As a child, I witnessed motor vehicle theft. Motor vehicle theft, also known as a car theft in in the United States, Grand Theft Auto, is the criminal act of stealing or attempting to steal a motor vehicle. Now, this was very common in the street crew slash street gang world. They did this the most. The mafia did this the least because they were addicted to one of their drugs of choices, which were luxurious vehicles. Nationwide United States in 2020, there were 810,400 vehicles reported stolen, up from 724,872 in 2019. So, of course, that's years after I was pushed out of organized crime. When I was in organized crime, Riding around in stolen cars. My mother's brother did that. And street criminals. That was their thing to do. They would ride around in stolen non-luxurious vehicles. And they also drive around in stolen luxurious vehicles. It says property losses due to motor vehicle theft in 2020 were estimated at $7.4 billion. There were 505,100 car thefts in the EU in 2019, a 43% decrease from 2008. So what I can tell you is organized crime has a coveting spirit, a covetous spirit. Then it says, Some methods used by criminals to steal motor vehicles. I'm going to tell you the truth. It says, Theft of an unintended vehicle without a key. The removal of a parked vehicle either by breaking an entry, followed by hot wiring or other tampering methods to start the vehicle or else towing. That's what I saw. Taking without owner's consent. The unauthorized use of a car short of theft. TWOC. This term is used in the United Kingdom as the derivative twalking. So, these were things I saw every week. Sometimes street criminals would have me ride around with them in all of these stolen vehicles. Opportunistic theft, either the removal of a vehicle that is unintended with the keys visible and sometimes the engine idling or theft of a vehicle offered for sale during what the thief represents as a test drive.
That's definitely what I saw. A test drive may also give a potential thief insight into where the vehicle keys are stored so that the thief may return later to steal the vehicle. I'm reading to you my childhood. It's just... It's tough for me to do that. Oh, by the way, in London, the police say that 50% of the annual 20,000 car thefts are now from high-tech OBD onboard diagnostic port key cloning kits available online and bypass mobilizer simulators. All extremely fucked up and all severely fucked up. Then it says carjacking, taking a vehicle by force or threat of force against its owner or operator. In most places, this is the most serious form of vehicle theft because assault also occurs and the method of taking out the vehicle is essentially a robbery, a more serious form of theft. In some carjackings, the operators and passengers are forced from the vehicle while the thief is driving it. In other incidents, the operator and slasher passengers are held hostage in it. In still others, which are less common, the assailant forces the lawful operator to drive in accordance with the demands of the assailant who rides as a passenger. All these things I saw. And it hurts to even say I saw. There's more that I saw that I hate saying, but I have to say it. Fraudulent theft. Illegal ac- acquisition of a vehicle from a seller through fraudulent transfer of funds that the seller will ultimately not receive, such as by identity theft or counterfeiting a cashier's check, or through the use of a loan obtained under false pretenses. Common occurrences. I, I was the bystander. Many vehicles stolen via fraud are soon resold by the thieves. Using this approach, the thief can quietly evade detection and continue stealing vehicles in different jurisdictions. Car rental companies and car dealerships are also defrauded by car thieves into renting, selling, financing, or leasing them cars with fake identification checks and credit cards. It's a common practice near national borders where tracking devices are less effective because the victims may lack jurisdictions in the countries into which the vehicles quickly are removed. The flashbacks hurt me. Frosting occurring in winter, which involves an opportunist thief, Stealing a vehicle with its engine running whilst the owner de-ices it. The flashbacks are hurting me even more. Hanoi burglary where a vehicle is taken during a house burglary often done with the explicit purpose of obtaining car keys. Named after the first police operation targeting the method. Flashbacks don't stop hurting. Joyriding refers to driving or riding in a stolen vehicle, most commonly a car with no particular goal other than the pleasure or thrill of doing so. This hurts. The memories hurt. Keyless system theft. 
The risk of cars with keyless entry being stolen is high. These are cars where the owner does not have to even press a button to unlock as long as the key is located at a certain distance from the vehicle. In theory, the key signal should no longer reach the car when the driver moves away, making it impossible to unlock the car. Car thieves extend the signal from the owner's key with the help of simple signal amplifiers, and they all have, and then all they have to do is open the door, hit the start button, and drive away unnoticed. The car's alarm system is totally blind to this. The trauma stressor reminders is what I'm dealing with right now. Auto theft tools and paraphernalia. A thin metal strap or rod that slips inside a door's cavity at the base of the window. To manipulate an internal locking mechanism or linkage, a famously known tool is called the Slim Jim. I'm hurting right now. A long rod with a hooked end. A long rod with a hooked end that slips between door and frame or through an open window that can reach and manipulate the door handle or lock from inside the vehicle cab. A primary technique used professionally. I feel so depressed. Because I have to keep telling you what my memories of organized crime are. Broken pieces of ceramic, often from a spark plug insulator, used for throwing at car door, car door windows so they shatter quietly. And the injuries of my soul continue. Specially cut or filed down car keys, numerous tryout keys, jigglers, and other lock picking tools. What they did to five-year-old me is just heavy-ass bullshit. Weighty-ass bullshit. Then it says, special, um, slide hammer pull to break apart door locks, steering wheel locks, and ignition switch locks. By force removal of the cylinder's core, multimeter electrician's test lamp to locate a power source for disabling alarms and jump-starting vehicles, spare wires slash or screwdriver to connect a power source to the ignition and starter wires. Trauma triggers are fucking real. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. To, to continuously notify y'all of what I witnessed. So I'm breathing silently, breathing in peace right now. Unusual looking electronics gear that may include laptop or tablet, radio antennas, cables, battery packs, other modified computer components that look homemade. Many keyless ignition slash Glock cars have weak cryptographic protection of their unlocked radio signal or are susceptible to some form of record and playback or range extending attack while proof of concept quote unquote thefts of top of the line luxury cars have been demonstrated by academic researchers using commercially available tools such as 
RFID micro-readers, examples of actual car theft using these methods are not very prevalent. A firearm, knife, or other weapon used to break a window, OBD, key, cloning, ah. These trauma stressors. Had to be told. Those are all other as oh, those are all all the other aspects of the organized crime life I was forced to live and um I was exposed to I was exposed to art theft as a child. Art theft, sometimes called art napping, is the stealing of paintings, sculptures, or other forms of visual art from galleries, museums, or the public and private locations. Stolen art is often resold or used by criminals as collateral to secure loans. Only a small percentage of stolen art is recovered, estimated 10%. Many nations oppose... I'm sorry... Many nations operate police squads to investigate art theft and illegal trade in stolen art and antiquities. Those are all the things I was exposed to. Many thieves are motivated by the fact that valuable art pieces are worth millions of dollars away, only a few kilograms at most. Also, while most high-profile museums have extremely tight security, many places was multi million dollar art collections have disproportionately pure security measures that makes them susceptible to thefts that are slightly more complicated than a typical smash and grab but offer a huge potential payoff these sometimes target works based on their own familiarity with the artist rather than the artist's reputation in the art world or the theoretical value of the work I'm just at a loss for words at this point because you're like but you just read because for all this shit to happen to a five-year-old, for all this fuckery to fucking happen to a fucking five-year-old, that's just, that's what gets me stunned right now. Unfortunately for the thieves, it is extremely difficult to sell the most famous and valuable works without getting caught because any interested buyer will almost certainly know the work is stolen and advertising it risks someone contacting the authorities. It is also difficult for the buyer to display the work to visitors without it being recognized as stolen, thus defeating much of the point of owning the art. Many famous works have instead been held for ransom from the legitimate owner even returned without ransom due to the lack of black market customers returning for ransom also risks a sting operation. My childhood innocence didn't mean a damn thing to the law-breaking ass motherfuckers. Um... I'll say this. 
I was exposed to sperm theft as a child. Sperm theft, also known as unauthorized use of sperm, forced fatherhood, sperm jacking or spurgling, a portmanteau of sperm and burgling, occurs when a man's semen is used against his will without his knowledge or consent to inseminate a woman. It can also include deception by a partner about the ability to get pregnant or use of contraceptives. Birth control, sabotage, or sexual assaults of males that result in pregnancy. Whew. Re- mentally reliving my childhood right now as a daily self-healer. It's more than just complicated. It says, although the term uses the word theft, it's more, it more closely falls under a state of fraud or breach of contract. Sperm theft is not illegal and is difficult to prove. It usually has no bearing on issues like child support. It is considered an issue in the men's rights movement. Sperm theft falls into three main categories. Sperm stashing, which I saw, occurs when a man's semen is obtained surreptitiously, such as from a discarded condom, subsequently used to inseminate a woman. Non-consensual sexual, non-consensual sexual intercourse, which I saw. A sexual assault, rape, or statutory rape of a man or boy that results in pregnancy, which I saw. Improper use of assisted reproductive technology, which I saw when a man's frozen sperm sample is used without his permission to fertilize an egg during IVF and other artificial insemination procedures. And then, um, I was exposed to tax evasion. I was exposed to street sign theft. Street sign theft occurs when street signs are stolen to be used as decoration, sold as scrap metal or to avoid banging the law by claiming later the sign was not there. Although the theft often seems arbitrary, signs with unusual or amusing names tend to be stolen more frequently. Sometimes considered to be a prank by the perpetrators, the theft is often costly and inconvenient and could possibly be dangerous for the municipality agency that owns the sign. In the United States, each street sign generally costs from $100 to $500 to replace. Ooh, I had to take a breather because I'm actually reading my pain to you. Tax evasion is an illegal attempt to defeat the imposition of taxes by individuals, corporations, trusts, and others. Tax evasion often entails the deliberate misrepresentation of the taxpayer's affairs to the tax authorities to reduce the taxpayer's liability. To, to reduce the taxpayer's tax liability and includes dishonest tax reporting, declaring less income, profits, or gains than the amounts actually earned, 
overstating deductions using bribes against authorities in countries with high corruption rates, hiding money in secret locations. Whew. Reading more and more my pain to y'all. So, I also witnessed metal theft. Metal theft is the theft of items for the value of their con- of their constituent metals. Usually increases when worldwide prices for scrap metal rise, as has happened dramatically, due to rapid industrialization in India and China. Apart from precious metals like gold and silver, the metals most commonly stolen are non-ferrous. Metals such as copper, aluminum, brass, and bronze. However, even cast iron and steel are seeing higher rates of theft due to increased scrap metal prices. I'm just now processing the trauma that I'm reading to you. I'm reading it by myself with my grandma in spirit. So, yes, I saw those types of metal theft. One defining characteristic of metal theft is the motivation. Whereas other items are generally stolen for their intrinsic value, items involved in metal theft are stolen for their intrinsic value as raw material or commodities. <sighs> Thefts often have negative consequences much greater than the value of the metal stolen such as the destruction of valuable statues, power interruptions, and the disruption of railway traffic. Childhood Childhood trauma disclosures. Are not completely easy to deal with, obviously. Items often stolen. Anything made of metal has value as scrap metal. It can be stolen. Manhole covers, copper wiring or copper pipes from houses or the buildings, utility company electrical wiring, especially power cables and transformers, aluminum or stainless steel beer kegs, bronze or brass statues, monuments and commemorative plaques, catalytic converters for motor vehicles. They They contain precious metals. Air conditioner units, rails, metal crosses, and other ornaments from cemeteries. I'm devastated right now. I'm devastated for my kidney. Okay, let me go on. In organized crime, I did see metal thefts. Metal theft is the theft of awards, military action, civil service, and achievements in science or sports. Medals and similar awards are stolen for resale, private collection, or ransom. Some are destroyed for Gold bullion, 
While not common developed nations, reported instances have drawn wide press coverage, considering notability and public exposure of the victims of the crime. So, people in the organized crime world, to be honest with you, are very greedy. And they'll try to convince themselves to know they're running because, okay, yeah, you're a kid eating at the table. Now I can cuss away from your. You know what? I'm not going to sense myself. I'm going to cuss in front of you. And you got to lure Mar. Um. I'm sorry, I was just thinking about... I don't know why I mentioned Lord Jamar. Um, I'm sorry, I was thinking about, like, some of the rappers I listened to. He just popped in my head. I'm sorry about that. Um, I like um, Lord Jamar's music, um, especially with his native tongue raps. That was a random moment, but let me get back. So, I, I witnessed um, metal theft, like people doing things... Um, out of just for rewards they used to do award stuff all the time and it was things were constantly were stolen so there's metal theft and metal theft isn't that something okay then there was um there was I'll read to you what I, I, I was I was exposed to bandwidth theft, cable theft, carjacking, electricity theft, laptop theft, metal theft, motor vehicle theft, uh, theft of services, sperm theft, street sign theft, ta- tax evasion, um, theft, bandwidth theft, cable theft, carjacking, electricity theft, laptop theft, metal theft. Okay, I was also exposed to bank robberies. Confidence tricks, embezzlements, espionage, extortion, phishing, piracy, plagiarism, quackery, sh- shoplifting, and I was exposed to sweethearting. In the retail industry, sweethearting is a form of theft by employees at the cash register when they give away merchandise to a sweetheart customer, such as a friend, family member, or fellow employee ca- or em- fellow employee. Cashiers are able to do this in numerous ways, including scan avoidance. Price overrides, reduce fraud, gift card fraud, refund fraud, gift card fraud, void fraud, invoicing scams. Sweethearting is the most common type of employee theft. I was exposed to employee theft all the time. That was the life I was forced to live. The last thing I'll mention is that, um, I'm sorry about that. Um, one of the last things that I'll mention. Is that for me being a kid in that world? 
I've learned not to go in people's homes if I'm feuding with them. And not have me or them or both shot dead, because that's what happened when I was younger. So... I hated the fact they tried to turn me into a monster. But they failed miserably. They failed miserably beyond measure. They failed miserably beyond compare. So I was exposed to professional hits. I was exposed to disability hate crimes, violence, murder, and robberies. I was exposed to hate crimes of the LGBTQ plus community, meaning violence, murder, and robberies. And I witnessed in that world um, femphobia, dislike of or hostility towards women slash individuals who present as feminine fems. It was usually... meaning you suffer from an irrational fear of feminine presenting men. Another thing I want to be honest about is I've had to really say to myself that organized crime it obliterates everybody it'll make you want to change your ways drastically and dramatically I just think about the fact that um, when people are not cool with each other, I've seen them go in each other's homes. They can't stand each other, like I said. They wanted to settle their beasts right then and right there. Sometimes in private, they would do that. A lot of times in public, they wanted to schedule their beefs. Try and have a joning competition. But both sides victimize each other. I'm not talking about both sides like Donald Trump. I'm talking about the two sides involved. I have noticed from my heart
that to be in that world when they would do those things to each other, they would stalk each other, harass each other, beat each other. They would go to the homes of people they would have professional relationships with and personal relationships with and hang out spots of the people that they would professionally socialize the person socialize with it was it was fucking awful it was just so awful world because violence would happen thefts robberies threats sometimes it was theft and threats threats and theft there was threats and threat and theft and threats and I remember they would just it's the street version of diss songs and ants and answer replies to I'm just at a loss for words that's why I posed a lot of not talking a lot because let me finish the story I was talking about back early in this episode so in the street world People will size you up. And give you certain stares based upon their being cool with you or their lack of being cool with you or how cool they were with you. It was very mean. They didn't like it all. If it was some positivity, that means that they accept you in short bursts. Another thing I remember is that um, that world tries to masquerade as we're for families, but they poison families with hardcore drugs every day. And during COVID, it spiked. In terms of drug abuse. Wow, I'm just at another loss for us. My last story, my very, very, very last story was. When you're in the organized crime world, right? I would pray before I would commit crimes with people. Before I would commit the crime, during while I'm quitting crime, after I would quit, after the crimes would be over for that day, based upon the whim. of um, of people they felt were powerful over them.
So I think about how I speak in, I'll end at the 40 minute mark. I'm just so unpleasantly amazed by how a five year old can be turned into a crime boss that is fucking insane and fucking ridiculous. Like, you know, it's a common saying. Can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. And that is so true. Because when it came to that world, It means that people try to find loopholes in, arg- in arguments when it comes to jury and plaintiff and um, defendant. Mm. Mm. I'm just... Ophemphobia or feminicia is hatred for all people who are perceived as fem, feminine, effeminate, and slash or twink regardless of their gender. So I wouldn't start from a lot of dudes, even a lot of women too. I just want to say to you all, this is my very special bonus episode. Um, I'm glad that the gender policing in my childhood is over. In fact, I'll just end it now. Sorry for the long pauses. I was trying to find the best way to end this episode. So I figured it out. Um, I witnessed theft. Theft is the act of taking other person's property or services without that person's permission or or consent with the intent to deprive the rightful owner of it. The word theft is also used as a synonym or informal shorthand term. For some crimes against property, such as larceny, robbery, embezzlement, extortion, blackmail, receiving stolen property, these were all the experiences that I did not ask to see, but I was made to see them all. In some jurisdictions, theft is considered to be synonymous with larceny, I agree, while in others, theft is defined more narrowly. Someone who carries out an act of theft may be described as a thief, thieves. Theft is the name of a statutory offense in California, Canada, England, and Wales. Hong Kong, Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, and the Australian states of South Australian, South Australia, and Victoria. The actus reus of theft is usually defined as an un, as an unauthorized taking, keeping, or using of another's property 
which must be accompanied by a mens rea of dishonesty and intent to permanently deprive the owner or rightful possessor of that property or its use. That's what the fuck I saw, and I'm not happy about it. I witnessed burglaries. Burglaries are called breaking, entering, BEB, and sometimes housebreaking. It's the act of illegally entering a building or other areas without permission, typically with the intention of committing a criminal offense. Usually that offense is theft, larceny, robbery, or murder, but most, jur- but most jurisdictions include others with the ambit of burglary. To commit burglary is to burgle, a term back formed from the word burglar to burglarize. Uh, now... So glad I don't have to read anymore. I don't have to tell you anything about what happened to me. But okay, what was I trying to say earlier? That basically in that world, um, sometimes people walk up to each other, shoot each other, stab each other, run up to each other, shoot each other, stab each other. And sometimes people walk up to each other and and, uh, beat each other up and rob each other. Or run up to each other and beat each other and and rob each other. Um, And this was happening all the time. And the beef world I was trying to tell y'all about. Okay, so in that world, I do remember it was zombified. Where um, people would uh, basically... They would commit crimes just to do it. And how does that relate to feuding, which it beefing is? Well, in organized crime world, all kinds of betrayal happens. You have betrayal in the form of financial crimes, betrayal in the form of sex crimes, sex work scandals, sex worker scandals. Um, Because I remember being around people And and what they would do is just also betray each other in the form of family infighting. Um, people being quote-unquote ratted and snitched on because their criminal enterprise is about to be brought down or they would just rat and snitch making it seem like, oh, we're cool with each other, but I'm going to go ahead and um, uh, take you to jail with me or you go to jail and I don't. I stay free and you stay in prison. So you do have those things happening. So, the organized crime world that I can tell you about is also a world where I just hate it being feared. I hate it being seen as violent. I hate it being seen as murder, so I was never murderous. Um... I just hated that I was forced to play a role that 
they tried to that tried to make me an Al Capone or they tried to turn me into a monster a mobster monster, right? And it's just sick. It's it's um heinous that they even conceived of me in such a way. And um it makes me angry. I do get upset by it. I'm not going to lie. And um, also from what I know about that world, um, this is the last story and I mean it this time. That world It was the same world where I would have to walk around and dodge bullets sometimes. And I would see other people dodge bullets, bus and train station. Folks would get robbed. And they talk about snatching chains and pocketbooks. I actually saw that. I saw hate crimes against women, against girls, against children, against men, against boys, against non-binary people. Um, Hate crimes meaning violence, murder, robberies. And Overall, I just remember a world where um, doing the matrix ducking and dodging and bobbing and weaving when it came to um, fights and even gunplay. Those things are all real. What I also can tell you is this. The most... The most feared, the most violent, the most murderous, and the most thieving... Y'all know were the women. I take it a step further. The most feared, the most violent, the most murderous, the most thieving... The most physically imposing, the most physically strong, the most physically powerful, the most verbally abusive, the most verbally insulting people were the women crime bosses, mostly from the sex industry, women crime lords, mostly from the sex industry, women dons, mostly from the sex industry, women gang lords. Uh, from the, mostly from the sex industry, women gang bosses from the mostly from the sex industry, women mob bosses from the mostly from the sex industry, uh, queen pins from mostly from the sex industry, um, 
godmothers. That means women crime bosses. Well, godmothers from the mostly from the sex industry. Women crime mentors mostly from the sex industry, and women criminal masterminds mostly from the sex um, industry. Um, but they all bonded over me. And they bonded over me because of my chivalry and my gentle manliness at that time. My southern hospitality around that time period. And um, what I could also tell you, this is very important from, from what I'm about to share. In that world, too, they were the ones that were in charge of the bodyguards, the killers, and the criminal masterminds, the criminal sympathizers. Were also the criminal master were some of the crime some of the criminal sympathizers were also criminal masterminds but um the women crime bosses were in charge of the women killers men killers the 100 and the and the um nearly 310 criminal sympathizers so they were the ones who made all the financial decisions, security team decisions, and they all made themselves responsible for me, in quotations, I know, irresponsible, but they're crime bosses, I get it, yes, that's that's um, the worst kind of irresponsibility, I know, but in that world, I mean, that that's the other parts I didn't tell you, I'm telling you now. And, um, I just remember times where, um, it definitely was not easy. being in that world at all also because the women um, crime bosses I didn't tell y'all this this is new they all saw me That's someone they wanted to always spend time with. Like, I remember some of their marriages and unmarried life partnerships ended bitterly because the women crime bosses spent much more time with me than than they did their own kids and their own spouses and their own life partners that they weren't married to. So they were heated arguments and for my first instinct was to go find the guys and bloodily rough them up because 
you yelled at a woman, right? And for the crime bosses had a different idea and they decided to collect alimony and checks and that's exactly how they did things. different ideas that the crime bosses had was to just continue to collect alimony and um, stay divorced and so I just told them as long as you're not being yelled at again and as long as you're not in a type of you know relationship where y'all yelling at each other then I'll leave it alone and which which I did and the crime bosses told me that they disowned their own kids and the only kid they're willing to acknowledge was me. Some crime bosses that were women did that and other crime bosses that were women claimed me and their biological as their kids and some had thriving marriages, unmarried like partnerships where Spending a lot of time with me wasn't a big deal. Nobody gave a fuck. And, um... I just remember hated... Feeling like I had to be notorious. I never liked it. Um... It was... At the same time I was labeled notorious, even though it felt awful, I had keys to women's homes. I just hid them in my backpack. Um, very small keys, it was easy to hide them in the backpack. It was, you know, going in and out of their homes constantly. I remember sometimes giving women gas money, you know, counting it up real quick and just gently placing it in their hand with rubber band cash stacks, and they were grateful. Um, I just remember... um, Being in that world and um, just feeling odd about myself at the time. Also, because I'm notorious, but I, I'm reputable to to the ladies and. Um, It felt irreconcilable at the time. Um, That world has shaken me up to my core. 
Okay, this is the last thing I'll share. I hated, um, I hated the fact that the women crime bosses said that the only healthy relationship they had was me. In the past, a few of the women crime bosses raped me, but they were killed. Besides, the streets liked me, so they hated that. And most of the crime bosses did raid me. This is fucking painful.